0: Hi, I'm Todd Killian, and welcome to Christmas Clatter, the podcast that celebrates everything that makes Christmas special. Be sure to head over to our website, christmasclatter.com. There you'll find our weekly blog posts. You can also sign up for our free monthly email newsletter, Clatter Chatter. You can also send me a message via email at todd at christmasclatter.com. And if you like what you hear, please leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast app. Welcome back to Christmas Clatter. It's February, finally February, May through January. I apologize for the delay on the episode. I'm a few days behind here. Um, had some new equipment I'm getting used to and, uh, kind of battling them post-holiday blues a little bit. Not real motivated for some reason. I guess it's, uh, the cold winter has set in here in southeast Missouri and it's been, uh, Tough to get motivated to do anything. Uh, Finally got the decorations down this past weekend. And uh, I guess it's time to move on from Christmas 2020 and look ahead to Christmas 2021. But uh, I promise there won't be any delays like that as long as I can help it. and Anything unforeseen does not appear. But I appreciate you guys having leniency with me have a great episode for you Anthony from Tiz the Podcast and Jerry from Totally Right Christmas join me and we kind of go in the way back machine a little bit and we're going to discuss uh, Dick Van Dyke's uh, Christmas episode from the Dick Van Dyke show a uh, little retro TV and uh, and uh, found maybe a, a hidden gem of a Christmas special here I won't keep you guys too long, uh, me Jerry and Anthony kind of ramble on and on for a while, but uh, just want to encourage you guys to remember to rate and review the podcast, go over to christmasclatter.com, sign up for our free email newsletter that comes out once a month on the 25th called Clatter Chatter, Uh, and enjoy this Christmas conversation with Anthony and Jerry on the Dick Van Dyke Show. Well, with uh, the popularity of a show called WandaVision on Disney+, and taking some of its uh, inspiration from classic black-and-white TV, such as uh, The Dick Van Dyke Show and Bewitched and others, I thought it would be a good time for all of us to uh, travel all the way back to 1963. In fact, the air date of the show we're talking about was December the 18th, 1963. It was season three of The Dick Van Dyke Show, episode 13 entitled the Alan Brady show presents and uh, join him here joining me here to talk about Dick Van Dyke and the Dick Van Dyke show in this episode in particular is Jerry D from totally rad Christmas hello Jerry
1: hey how's it going Going or should I say what's up Todd
0: (laughs) (laughs) and we have uh, Anthony from tis the podcast thanks for joining me Anthony how are you
2: uh, no problem. Uh, I, I'd be better if you introduced me the way I should be introduced—the best elf from Tis the Podcast. So.
0: <laughs> I have not got that in in writing yet, so I, I am legally obligated not to introduce you as that. So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I I know the 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 three of us are uh, as the recording of this and the release of this episode uh particularly we are only three episodes deep into WandaVision and the reason I I called on uh Jerry and Anthony is I know from from chatting with you you guys you guys are I are like me eyeball deep in all in and WandaVision and really intrigued mm-hmm. and I don't want to say a lot because there's you know don't want to spoil anything since it's so very new but uh The very first episode of *WandaVision* has this uh, Dick Van Dyke inspiration to it, as far as the black and white TV sitcom. And I just want to talk about the black and white because you know Christmas is always big on nostalgia and things like that, and black and white TVs, you know, very nostalgic. I you know grew up with uh, *Black and White Nick at Night*. And uh, Mm -hmm. so, what what were some of your favorite black and white TV shows that you grew? I know. None of us grew up watching black and white in primetime, but uh, we all called it in syndication. What were some of your favorite black and white TV shows that just really resonated with you?
2: Well, for, well first of all, Todd, I think it's, you have no evidence I didn't grow up with black and white in primetime. I am a vampire, after all. <laughs> 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 but uh, favorite black and white TV shows. Uh, the gold standard for me was I Love Lucy, Lucille Ball, and you know, uh-huh. that's the gold. It's still, in my opinion, really never been topped. One of the mm-hmm. greatest show, if not the greatest show of all time, greatest yeah, comedy great, of percent, yeah. Like it, it's incredible. And that show, no matter how many times I see reruns, is as funny to me as the first time I watched it. She was a genius, and so was everyone on that show. But I, um, besides I Love Lucy, I was a big fan of like this popular like i guess you would call supernatural uh subgenre in the 60s and 50s and 70s whenever they aired uh bewitched mm-hmm. i dream uh-huh. of genie which the first few episodes first season i think was in black yeah. and white first um the monsters the adams family mm-hmm. uh, so like you know those four, like, He's like I listing all the them.
1: ones I was gonna say. I I, I got nothing now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and even the first season of Gilligan's Island, black and white. I loved Gilligan's
1: Island. Yeah. Well, there's so what many the, that
0: go ahead, Jerry. No, I was
2: just gonna say one of the best theme songs of all time, Gilligan's Island. Mm-hmm. I love
1: that. Theme. It is a good theme song. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I love Lucy is for sure. I remember watching that um, so much. My my wife has like the complete series on on dvd it's just it's you know it was her favorite so my kids like it now that's how much we we still watch that when we can and uh, right now their favorite episode is the uh the gypsy one where they're putting on like a little operetta mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> i love <laughs> the hollywood and, years and those ones are pretty good too they're they're definitely different you know it's mm-hmm. the dynamic was kind of changed a bit but it's still pretty good um or when they move out to like the cabin you know when oh, that's went, like you know, the that 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 end one's of the a,
2: series, right? Like that's kind yeah, of where they moved to Connecticut yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And uh so that one, yes, I, I was a hu- I loved Bewitched as well. Um I mean Darren. So funny. Can you guys do the nose twitch? Darren. <laughs> nope. Can I? No, I can't. <laughs> I can't either. <laughs> although although
2: although you were doing it, I think how they said she did it, which is she moved it was more of a mouth thing than a nose thing. Yeah. Like, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. yes i know it's not a uh, visual medium but uh too bad you know <laughs> i, I tried anyway <laughs> i am
0: recording video so. <laughs> um,
1: but yeah uh, the, the monsters are great same thing the adams family uh-huh. were great i mean you basically listed all the ones that i was gonna say so uh the dick van dyke show we watched a tiny bit uh-huh. um not not a lot but i i do recall this episode um seeing it uh, although i only in bits and pieces like the when they're dancing with the big old, you know, <laughs> the big old Santas. I, <laughs> I, I remember that that was like stuck out in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I also, because I was a huge comic book, you know, sci-fi fantasy geek, um, I really dug the Munsters and, uh, the Adams family and all that. So yeah. mm-hmm. you're yeah. a comic book geek. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> I, um,
0: uh, I'll tell you one show that I, I I always seem to go back to that was always in black and white and, and, and caught in syndication so much. I always was a big fan of the Patty Duke show. And uh, hmm. I don't, I don't really know why Um that's the one she played two different parts. She played herself and then she played her identical twin cousin who had a British accent, so which is like, funny oh, yeah.
2: because back then that had to have been hard because you don't have the right. technology nowadays to make that easier. That must have been like a labor of love back then,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I oh, remember that. Uh, leave it to Beaver. Yep.
2: Uh,
0: how could I forget? Leave
1: it to I was, Beaver. I yeah. Oh, uh, I know my my dad used to love watching Andy Griffiths, mm-hmm. so I saw a few, but it, it was never quite my, uh, my jam,
0: yeah. I was gonna say that-, say
1: that, I don't know, <laughs>
0: yeah. That, yeah. Uh, Andy Griffith was, you know, real popular. A lot of these, a lot of these shows were black and white, starting off, and then color TV transitioned to, to, to mm-hmm. color. But uh, another one I o- always laughed at um, was Car Fifty Four. Oh a, yeah, you know,
2: Car Fifty Herman and Grandpa. Yeah, that one.
0: Yep, exactly. It, it, it's one of those shows <laughs> that is way funnier than you would remember or think it should be, and mm-hmm. um, it was always great. And another one I always really Loved was the Donna Reed show,
1: and uh, oh
2: yeah, you know. And I just got to do a little plug for the podcast. I love Lucy Christmas episode is coming classic. to the show this year. Oh, nice, nice.
1: classic nice. episode. Yes, yeah. In fact, it's, they still show they sh- it. CBS they shows just, every year colorized um, now. Oh, colorized, yeah. Ooh. But they still they still show it, which is kind of cool. Yeah,
0: I'm not big. I'm not big on the black and white being colorized. I just. Oh, I think that's
2: the better version of "It's Wonderful Life." Nah,
1: I'm joking. Only you both,
2: because you're both lovers of
1: it. I was waiting waiting for it. it's like there's going to be a punchline here somewhere.
0: (laughs) Uh, Oh, for for those that don't know, we're we're um, the Dick Van Dyke Show. For those unfamiliar, uh, Dick Van Dyke plays a character named uh, Rob Petrie, and he's a writer for um, a TV show the Alan Brady show and uh, Alan Brady's this kind of self-absorbed, uh, TV personality. And, and he has a, a, a writing team with him that consists of Rosemary, uh, playing a character, Sally Rogers and, uh, Maury Amsterdam playing buddy Sorrell. Um, Mary Tyler Moore plays Lori, which is, a uh, Dick Van Dyke's wife in the Dick Van Dyke show. And, uh,
2: the iconic Mary Tyler Moore. Yes, uh-huh. and uh,
0: speaking of, speaking of which, uh, we lost you know Cloris Leachman today, who was big on the Mary Tyler Moore show. So funny, she was so funny. So we all, uh-huh. you know, thoughts and prayers with her family. I know she was over ninety, but still, it's it's tough. And she was such a talent. She, I really liked her in raising. Side note, I really liked her in raising Hope as
2: as <laughs> Mama. I really <laughs> so, liked her in the. Never seen the full movie uh Office movie when Andy oh, yes. downloads that bootleg of her and yep. Jack Black making out yes. or Jack Black <laughs> <laughs> falls in love with her. Yes. <laughs>
1: yeah. I think my favorite Cloris Leachman oof, I don't know if I have a favorite, but I I really did like when she came out as Queen Hippolyta in the Wonder Woman TV show. <laughs> <laughs> It's, that's an
2: unexpected choice. <laughs> I think my favorite Clara Leachman, though, I said I said it online earlier today, and it just goes to show because she, she never acted like she was too good for a part. Right. She played the evil witch and Agatha in the Olsen Twins Halloween movie, Double, Double Double Toil and Trouble, and she is terrifying in that movie. Like, I watched it again last year. Her performance holds up. Her performance is that movie. Yeah. She makes that movie incredible. Yeah.
0: She uh, She's one of those ladies that it seems like every time she's in something, she's always like the best person in it. You know? Oh, absolutely! Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, although there was one famous exception. One famous exception. My least favorite chorus, role: replacement Mrs. Garrett on the Facts of Life.
1: Oh yeah. Oh
0: yeah. yeah. I've even forgotten about that. So mm-hmm. yeah.
2: The George Clooney years.
1: <laughs> the George Clooney years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the. Uh, <gasps> back to the, Can I say yeah, can ahead. I say
2: something about Dick Van Dyke real quick? Yes. Um I didn't want to interrupt you during your monologue earlier. Uh-huh. It goes to show uh how big back in the day the actors themselves were that yes. Dick Van Dyke was not playing a character called Dick Van Dyke. He was playing uh what's his name? Uh Rob Petrie. Rob yeah. Petrie, yeah. Uh but the show is called the Dick Van Dyke Show. Mm-hmm. And it just goes to show how much star power certain names had back in the day that they're just named the show after the actor rather than a character.
0: Right.
1: Well, it's like uh yeah, like Bob New, you know, the Bob Newhart show and then it was just Newhart and I mean, you know, that kind of thing. Mary Tyler Moore. Show. Show. Yeah. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, you don't you see that a lot about,
2: nowadays at all. If, yeah. at no. all. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it it was really great. What um this is one question I was going to get to before we get into this particular episode. What is your first memory of Dick Van Dyke? He's he's one of those guys that's been around forever, and uh, so I what's think
2: your? There's only one answer for most of us. <laughs> so for me, it's Mary Poppins. Yep, that's the answer. Yep. And yep. I, I, I'm gonna say. Um, Dick Van Dyke, for as much as I love all these old shows, was never one of my shows of preference. It's, mm-hmm. My history is kind of similar to what Jerry said earlier. I've seen a few episodes. The ones I've seen are funny. They're entertaining. But it's just never one that I felt the need to watch from beginning to end like the other shows I listed back then mm-hmm. uh, a few minutes ago. So uh, this was a treat for me revisiting mm-hmm. this one. This is one I had actually seen. I had forgotten all about until I uh-huh. rewatched it. Right, But... um. Yeah, it's just not, for a show called The Dick Van Dyke Show, it's not my favorite Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> <Right>. I mean, <laughs> Mary Poppins, yeah. that, that mm-hmm. to me is the answer, and I think, yeah. like Jerry said, it's the answer for most people, probably.
0: Right, right. But yeah, yeah, Mary Poppins is my favorite Dick Van Dyke, and I figured that was probably our first exposure to him, but mm-hmm. I, I figure there might have been two other answers, one being uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, and, yeah. and the other being Diagnosis Murder.
1: Oh yeah, I I forgot he was on that. Yeah, and that was that went that went for ever.
0: Yes,
1: (laughs) they they still show those episodes of like Lifetime or something during right. (laughs) They're still recording new episodes of it.
0: So so Jerry, Jerry, if totally rad needs an emergency episode, I'm sure there's Christmas episodes of Diagnosis Murder. There has
1: to be, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know which guys to ask back. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah. I was about to say
2: clearly since we're all be Witch fans, uh, whenever one of our shows gets to be Witch, like clearly we know who to have on for those. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, we'll have <laughs> a throwdown
0: on which which Darren was the best. So. I mean, oh, a Darren, answer Hoff for that, fun. but that's
2: let's save that for the episode, <laughs> right? <laughs> for real, yeah. right?
0: But the, back to this episode of the Dick Van Dyke Wh- Show, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. <laughs>
1: he <laughs> changed darren and nobody even noticed <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man it's good stuff but uh, <clears throat>
0: this episode is a little different than um the other dick van dyke episodes because it kind of lacks a plot i mean there's a little of a plot but it, this seems to be more of an excuse for the, the the talent of the show to get out there and do a very uh, 60s-esque style Christmas variety show, which I'm not complaining because it's actually better than a lot of the ones I've seen you know, that saying, were trying to I do it for here real. For that. Yeah. I'm yeah. Here for that. You know, here yeah.
2: for if it's a time. They right. did this all the time back then. They did. Mm-hmm. And
0: the, they were putting on a fake Christmas variety show and it was better than the ones that people were trying to put on for real and uh in my opinion but the basically what happened is uh the the star of the show uh alan brady does not really want to do anything because he's just kind of <laughs> self-absorbed so he puts all his writers in charge of coming up with the show and features them on this christmas variety show
2: We've got to mention Carl Reiner. I love Carl.
1: Reiner. That's who I was going to say. Yeah. When he, when he said something kind of self-absorbed was, and then he stopped and, and I froze, but I was about to say, yeah, he's played by Carl Reiner. I, I have completely forgotten that. Or I don't even know if I ever knew it really, but I mean, he was another,
2: you talk about legends. He's another. one.
0: So the show starts off with uh, the Alan Brady character dressed as Santa with a, uh, the girl reindeers which is a now a 60s trope variety trope and he comes out and <laughs> and uh
2: <clears throat> it's a rockettes trope yes. that's how the uh rockettes start yeah. off every year santa being pulled on stage by his rockette reindeer
0: but then uh rob petrie uh, dick van dyke comes out petrie i should say not petrie he's not petrie i know i always want to say petrie yeah, rob...
1: whenever you read it yeah. but it's petrie yeah
0: <laughs> yeah well, uh, Rob Petrie comes out and uh, to talk to the audience. He can't find his mark on the floor. He does the classic Dick Van Dyke uh, stutter, stumble, crosswords kind of thing, and and uh,
1: have like a- the best confused mm-hmm. and you know, like, wait, am I am I doing this right? Like yes. the best uh, you know persona there. I mean, it's just everything about it. It's like you you believe it because I mean, he's so perfect at it. You know the. And I'm not even doing it justice now, but the the way he just kind of like, you know, pantomimes with his face like here, no way here, no, uh. and then he squints like he can't <laughs> see the cue cards of what's right. going next. I mean, everything about it is just it's perfect.
0: Yes, it 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 is. It's funny, and then they have a flashback to the writers' room where <laughs> they. <a> flashback. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, they submit the uh, episode, the script to Alan Brady. The producer comes in and says he loves this he had two things to tell him that uh, alan brady loved the script and they're like what's the second thing and he's like he threw it in the trash <laughs> you know they're not gonna use any of it <laughs> and basically said that he's gonna put the writers in charge of creating the show and being the talent and and basically alan brady's just gonna sit there and watch
1: so. this kind of reminded me of 30 rock yes like did to- you know, it's just everything about Liz Lemon and trying to make the show work. And mm-hmm. she has to wrangle, you know, the stars, except in this case, you know, now she is the star, you know, it's like when she had to go on and, and, uh, and then uh, she had that catchphrase and they were going to spin off into her own little show and stuff like that. Uh, you know, it's just everything about it was like, ah, oh, I see where 30 Rock got their ideas from. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
2: absolutely. I was about to say this had to be an inspiration. Oh. Yeah. <laughs>
0: It did. It, it, the thing, the thing that hit me, of course, not being a big Dick Van Dyke show fan, you know, I as I was a little, I, I did some studying. It was cool that his job was involved in television, and not just some kind of like generic office job or something like mm-hmm. that. You know, that it it involved uh, in television. So that seemed a little bit, in, you know, interesting uh, choice for me because, like I said. It, I wasn't the biggest watcher of the Dick Van Dyke show, and so, and I want to I want to put this out there for our listeners. If you are a big Dick Van Dyke show fan, and we get anything wrong, feel free to add us because I'm sure we'll we'll make some mistakes, and we'd, we'd like to know. It was more. it was
1: Todd's fault. Yes. <laughs> I was
0: about to
2: say I was about to say don't add me, don't add me. At these yeah. two. <laughs> I, I get enough hate anyway because somehow President Hot Dog made me the worst on my own show. So don't at me about Dick Van Dyke mistakes.
0: I wonder if there's a subreddit for the Dick Van Dyke show.
1: I'm sure there is. There's got to be. There's a subreddit for some obscure stuff.
0: But the, the, the first skit was hilarious. Um, Dick Van Dyke comes out as a conductor. And then uh, Rosemary as uh, Sally and, and uh, Maury An- Amsterdam as Buddy and uh, Mary Tyler Moore as Lori and then Richard Deacon, who is uh, Mel, the producer, come out and they sing a song. And there's this funny little monologue that Dick Van Dyke gives about songs about people. And, and so they sing the song <laughs> and the only words to the song is Alan Brady. And they sing it <laughs> over and over in different ways and different ways. And then finally, one of them will say their real name as like an introduction. And then they, they were told to leave by Dick Van Dyke and it goes on and on till they all say their name. And it, it's, it's to explain it sounds ridiculous, but I found it absolutely hilarious. Yeah, in yeah. Execution. <laughs> <laughs> you know.
1: It's such a clever bit because it's, it's like what better way to feed into your egotistical boss uh, you know, yeah. his whole, his whole megalomania uh, <laughs> than to just use his name only as the words to the song, you know, <laughs> right. it's done so well. Like it's, they're harmonized. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, there's, there's harmony. There's even the bassline's a uh, slightly, uh, you know, uh, has a, a little bit more fun part, but it's just, it's so funny. And then of course, uh, buddy, you know <laughs> but he's just like buddy sorrow and uh, <laughs> yeah yeah that was out of that was the first
0: one it was a little out of the blue and it was like uh wait, wait what
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I really enjoyed it, yeah. uh, and you can tell they're not all singers. Uh, Mary Tyler Moore sounded really great, and yeah. and they at least had all their parts down, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, uh, even though you know their pitch here and there, but it just it it fits so perfectly because it's like, well, yeah, they're writers, what they wouldn't be performers, and so it mm-hmm. it's like you something you would expect, and then just bam, out of the blue, you know, instead yeah. of Alan Brady, it's his own name, and you're right. like, wait, what? <laughs> what is going on? Here? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> It w- it was like I said. It, it to explain it sounds silly, but to, to watch it, it was hilarious. And then it cuts to um, Rosemarie. Is
2: I think that's a good good way to explain this show in general, right. and a lot of these black <laughs> and white shows. Yeah. Like if you sit down to explain the plot of any of them, they're like you're like what? But they're perfectly executed. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, <groans> yeah. It's like it's just the execution is is so spot on with so many because they get had so much silliness in them that they like
2: (laughs) like try explaining explaining with a straight face the plot of the infamous chocolate conveyor belt episode of my little Lucy you're like what and then (laughs) watching it or Vitamina
1: Benjamin like
2: you're like what's going on but watching it it's
1: perfect yeah Yeah. oh man yeah it's just it's, it's just so funny because uh One by one, they each insert their names into the song Mm -hmm. and Dick Van Dyke's reaction, as if they're like the worst in the world, like, how dare you get off my stage, you know, that kind of a thing. Although he doesn't actually say that, just he's able to convey that with his facial expressions and and his, you know, his mannerisms, just, you know, and just the way he violently points his finger. (laughs) And they just kind of take their stand and their music and just slink off, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah it, it was great then then it transitions to um Rosemary's sally singing a song about how she wants a fella for christmas
2: santa Santa a yeah. fella and songs i'm like were legit like good
1: song. i'm
0: like is this song streaming anywhere because i want to listen to this song a lot
1: the same things like I wonder if that's available anywhere. I was going to check iTunes. I, did too. I was
0: like, this could be a hidden treasure of a song. Someone needs to remake the song. And I'll, I'll put that out there for anybody listening that you know sings and puts out Christmas music. You might want to check this song out and cover it or see it's got you rights know, or something.
2: We have a composer on the podcast right <laughs> here who sings. I think uh Jerry, you should I don't know if I want to sing,
1: if I want to ask Sandra to bring me a fellow. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's the 21st century. You're appealing to an <laughs>
0: True.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, but it it was uh, great and it had this great line in there about uh, you know, she's hoping for a, a Cary Grant, but she'll take a Jimmy Durant. You know, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. well, it doesn't, uh, doesn't what's the name? Uh, uh Maury Amsterdam's character, uh, what's the name? Buddy, right? Right, Buddy, buddy shows up and should have been more specific, yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. The
2: and and uh, that Jimmy Durant, I don't think did Frosty the Snowman appear before this yet? Like, what year did that the, this was 63? That was, that oh, yeah, yeah, so that was 69, mm-hmm. but that watching it in retrospect seeing how jimmy durant has kind of become this christmas legend via a lot of those animated christmas specials mm-hmm. adds a nice touch yeah. to it and uh who should take jimmy durant people say i have a big nose google <laughs> that guy people least that guy. Yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i can't
0: do it well I i've said on this podcast once before and i know for sure that uh, i'm just a big Cary grant fan anyway so it just i'm oh yeah i love all his movies and so anytime he's mentioned i just i just smile because I, not that he's forgotten but i think i think he's doesn't get some of the credit he deserves as a a hollywood not not,
1: uh not taking it too far but uh, you know off topic but what's your favorite uh grant film
0: Notorious, Alfred Hitchcock's Notorious.
1: Ooh. Yes.
2: What's yours, Jerry?
1: I like Charade. It's either Charade or North by Northwest. Although um, I
2: love North by Northwest, but
1: there's two rather more obscure ones that I really enjoyed. That because my mom loves them, and so we saw them a lot, and so now I really like them. One of them is called um, The Bachelor and the Bobby Soxer.
0: Really? That one's
1: really good. And then um, my, I think it's my favorite wife. I think or my my. Two wives something like that uh where his wife was presumed dead so he like i think it's years later i think it's like five years later he's about to declare her legally dead and then she like returns but he's engaged to some other woman and that's yeah, that's yeah, funny <laughs>
2: oh, wow. i love uh his girl friday Cap yes.
1: oh yeah mm-hmm. classic and i
2: love uh the hitchcock one
1: north by northwest
2: no, I don't yeah. even love North, Northwest. Um, Notorious? The other one, Suspicion. Uh, oh, yes.
0: yeah. Yes.
2: Yeah. And To Catch a Thief, I love those. To, to Catch a Thief, Thief.
1: is a good yes. one, too.
2: Yeah.
0: Now I feel like yep. doing a Cary Grant movie. I know, we
1: Bob. got to do a Cary Grant episode now. <laughs> <laughs> well, they wanted him to play Bond, but he didn't want to do more than one movie, so yeah. they they passed. He was so cool. But he would have been a good James he, Bond, He would have been really good. He would have been, been different. I mean, <laughs> I mean,
2: he could have still been Bond today, given how long they, they're they pushing off that Bond film. Daniel Craig's going to be about the age Cary Grant would be if he's still alive. If, <laughs> if, uh, by the time they release that film. It, it
1: does keep getting pushed back. Yeah. <laughs> but,
0: but then uh, after uh, Sally sings her song about wanting a fella for Christmas, uh, they get, she gets a big package. She opens it up and it's, it's buddy with a cello and they have a little joke and, and uh he said, Well, I asked for something shaped like this and he makes like an hourglass figure shape, you know, he's <laughs> insinuating, you know, he was wanting a, a a lady for Christmas and he's like, And I just got this cello <laughs> you know, which is the same shape he, he asked for and he was gonna do a cello solo, but uh, Sally keeps wanting to play the piano with him and there's some some jokes back and forth and I kinda
2: And then Richie gets to sing the Little Drummer Boy, which I love. Yes. That was yeah that was good yeah. i love that song first mm-hmm. of all mm-hmm. uh and i know tom if you're listening well who is this little drummer boy mm-hmm. there was no little drummer boy present at the uh birth of christ i get it right. but i
1: still love it Right? And <laughs> yeah then, no, of course there wasn't but hey it's still a great song yeah well that that rendition
0: <laughs> was really cool too because it was real low-key yeah you know, it was uh, yeah, yeah. And, and you well and, you
1: know usually you hear uh the, the choral versions, you know, yes. like the Robert Shaw chorale versions, you know, the, the boom, boom, you know, underneath. I was about to ask, what's your favorite version
2: uh, of The Little Drummer Boy? What's your favorite cover? I really like, like that 99.
1: one, but I also like the Bing Crosby, David Bowie one, I think, you know, with the peace on earth. Peace I, that's on like earth.
0: Yeah.
2: I like I thought... the uh, Tom Crow and Julia Colburn. Yeah. That's that one. No, no I, I love um the chorale ones, the mm-hmm. choral ones. That's yeah. the um, one I have on my playlist. I just got to look it up real quick. I love, yeah, Harry Simon Corral, uh, Harry Simeon Corral one, coral one. And I love Bob
1: Seger. The Bob Seger one is pretty good, too. Yeah. My I've never favorite. been a huge Bob Seger fan. Yeah. Like, his voice bugs me for some reason.
0: I'm I'm very Not that
1: he's not great. It's just I yeah. something about his voice yeah. just bugs the heck out of me.
0: I I I feel you there, Jerry. I feel you. My favorite little drummer boy is uh, Lauren Daigle. I love her version. I
2: don't think I've heard uh, that one yet. The one with the one with Dave Grohl on the drums that released this year was pretty good too. (laughs) It was um, I it was probably my most listened to new song of 2020. Actually, it was uh, who was it? The Bird and the Bee released it. Hmm. So I would check
0: that out. And then we get the uh, skit with the two Santas. Yeah, uh, one's uh, Dick Van Dyke and the other is uh, Mary Tyler Moore, and they they're playing these Santas that have like the basically the suits are like these big like hoop skirt kind of things. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you know they act like they don't know each other, and you know he's uh, sings a song about how rich he is and how he has everything, but her, you know, and then he. T- spins on a dime and you know says he just he was lying about that in the song and <laughs> he doesn't have anything but if he had her he'd have everything and uh and
2: they fall they fall in love and so
0: they weird. do this uh great dance number with these uh hoop skirts and like penguin walks and oh, i think he even it's does like this, so cute. he does this even classic dick yeah. van dyke trip trip over his feet and fall down thing and, <laughs> and uh, it was just well,
1: doesn't he say it's like Fred Astaire, or something, right? And, and, then then falls, and, yeah, and then he falls.
0: Yeah, then he falls down. Yeah, you know, just <laughs> classic. Yeah, absolute classic. Dick Van Dyke, and it was such a sweet song. And I didn't realize that Mary Tyler Moore could. He's s- still alive, right? Yes. He didn't pass yeah, he's away. Still alive, he's still alive. alive yeah, mm-hmm.
2: yeah.
0: And I didn't. I didn't realize Mary Tyler Moore could sing so well and dance so well. As but I should have. I guess I should have just assumed that because it seems like that there's so many uh, actors from. from this era era. always had multi entertainment abilities you know kind of like dick van dyke and and uh, bob hope that can sing and dance and do the comedy and do the acting and that kind of thing you know so so i guess it was a little unfair i mean to assume she she couldn't but i I was i really like this this problem i got two skits on this show that kind of battle between my favorites and this is this is one of them and, and the other one is the next one with the toy soldiers that come out and they you do know, the little right. the little drum parts little, yeah. and they they have a round and add parts as they come and it was it it was just fun. I wouldn't say it was it was funny because of the acting and the, the little moves they did and I I bet that was a chore to do and rehearse and I'm not sure if the Dick Van Dyke show was filmed in front of a live studio audience or not. I couldn't really tell from, I thought it was, I I would, I would say it was, but there was times I felt like it was a laugh track, but other times I I didn't. So, and I didn't, uh, I didn't look it up. I didn't know if was, you know, to check, but that had to be a, a chore to rehearse and put Mm -hmm. on with the different parts. And, I know how hard it is just sing like row row your boat and around and keep your parts straight, much less the things they they were doing. There. Yeah, so. it was
1: it was really cool. It was uh, you know they because it starts off with um, with uh, what's her name Sally, right? She comes right. in first mm-hmm. and she's she mm-hmm. sings the main theme, and then she's mm-hmm. got a little trumpet. So at the very end of each of each theme, they would do their little. Mm-hmm. solo bit you yeah. know based on their instrument it's kind of like that one song from uh from you got mail you know when they're like mm-hmm. the clarinet the clarinet go do, you know in, in you got mail but in this case it was like a, a toy soldier you know mm-hmm. na, 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 na. i don't remember how it goes something like that but anyway um so there's that and then the next person comes in and it's buddy and he has his tuba and he does like an oompa oompa thing mm-hmm. kind of like a tuba with you you know and it's their parts are it's definitely more of a polyphony. Mm-hmm. So at least in row 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 your boat it's like a you know like a canon where you sing the same part and then you just repeat it and it's on top of each other but you know not synced. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this case it's literally just a com- it's a different part. Mm-hmm. And so not only did they have to you know do all you know all this but then they also had their movements. Mm-hmm. You know, because they're going up and down at different times and then they have to, you know, march around in a certain way. And mm-hmm. then they meet up with the newcomer, which you know is Dick Van Dyke. And then he comes in and he's on the trombone. And mm-hmm. you know, and then again they do their thing. And then next is his wife, uh Mary Tyler Moore. And then she's what Piccolo. Yeah. And each part is, is different, but they all work together. And I mean it's just it, it was really well done. And and again it's like I would like I would like to have a copy of the song somewhere, yes <laughs> it, yeah. it was cute it was really cutesy and, yeah. and catchy I mean,
2: I think what makes it so amazing, and this is what amazes me whenever they do musical numbers in any t v show is these people are actors first mm-hmm. and not musicians, so the fact that they could pull this off so well, right. mm-hmm. something so complicated off so well, it's very, very impressive
0: to me yeah i I think so and uh and then they do the big classic uh, end where they. Uh, have break the fourth wall break the fourth wall they come out with the families and the kids and wave at the camera and then it's over it's just a nice tight episode you know 25 minutes or so because there's much less commercial breaks
2: can i say what i really loved about the special at the end of it and we mentioned it at the beginning too it's uh, they do the whole variety show thing that was so popular back (laughs) in the day and I think it was Utah. to your point. They actually did it better than a lot of those variety shows, which are overly padded and overly right. long. Um, this is the perfect show to put on during the Christmas season. If you get tired of the same movies on TV, the same Hallmark movie fluff, you don't even have to pay attention to it completely. It's perfect atmospheric mm-hmm. music to have on your TV in the background when you're decorating for Christmas. And that's what I really love about mm-hmm. it. It's just it's perfect for that yeah
0: mm-hmm. it is um when i got when i got uh i watched this with holly and when we got done watching it we're like um for those that are interested in seeing it it's available on hulu oh, a lot of dick van dyke if not all of it's available on hulu it's also available uh for free on imdb tv um if you want to watch it there um when we got done with this episode, we are like, maybe we need to like binge watch some Dick Van Dyke because we had so much fun watching this episode. And um, this episode, even though it's a Christmas special, isn't over-the-top Christmassy, but I had such a fun time watching it. And I definitely did with, with the Little Drummer Boy to kind of close it out. Uh, you know, got a little bit of the Christmas feels and was like, <sighs> mm-hmm. you know, just kind of that Christmas... You know, here
2: I push back though on that Todd a little bit. I found it very Christmasy Yeah,
1: I was gonna say, it's like, maybe it's not over the top Christmassy, and yet it's it hits you because I mean, right? And Santa the with his the reindeer, there's there's the two Santas, uh, you with know, toy soldiers, a yeah. little drummer boy. Yeah, I mean, it, I I agree, I think I agree with Anthony, but I also agree with you, Todd. It's not over the top. Uh-huh. It's like it. It's like just right there. You know, right. it's like you know, it's Christmas. They don't Mm -hmm. shove it in your face, but it's, it's pleasant. And it surprises you because it really surprised me. I mean, I, like I said, I only remember, had vague recollections of the the two hoop skirt or whatever it's called, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, big clown pant Santas uh, and the, and the dance there. And the whole thing was like, wow, this is really well done. I just, Mm -hmm. the, the segs were pretty great. You know how they go from the, you know, uh, her, I want a fella to the the whole cello bit right there. I mean everything right. was just it kind of really flowed. I thought it was really, really great. Yeah. Well to make
2: a <clears throat> to make a comparison, perhaps you'll understand, Todd, and it's one that's gonna kill me to make is It's a so Wonderful Life is not overly Christmassy, but they hit you with Christmas enough in it so you realize it's a Christmas movie.
1: Whereas, I feel like
2: this does the same thing. And I (laughs) feel like it's black and (laughs) 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 white. So I I feel like that's it. It hits that perfect sweet spot where you know it's Christmas, you know it's the holidays. There's enough Christmas in it to give you those feels. And there yes, you go. this, and there you go, listeners. <laughs> there was a historic moment on this show. Todd breaks, history we are breaking news. This- <laughs> <laughs> I think now that I was waiting to record with you at some point to say that I watched it again this year, and uh, I don't know if it's just 2020 or what like, yeah. making me more nostalgic <laughs> for things, but. It got me. It got me this
0: yeah. year. Oh, yeah. I got to see it at the theater this year for the first time on the big screen. I saw that. Oh, it was pretty awesome. It was great. It was great. It, you wouldn't think it make that much <laughs> difference, but it really does. It, it really does. But uh, this, a um, uh, few months ago, I was on Totally Rad with uh, Jerry, and we covered New Heart's Christmas special, which we both really, really Good loved. <laughs> and. <laughs> With that and this episode of the Dick Van Dyke Show, I have started a list of TV show Christmas specials that are going to be like canon episodes to watch nope. because they're they're kind of I don't want to say forgotten. It's kind of the wrong word, but kind of been pushed off to the side and, and uh, not looked at in a while. And
2: uh, now, Todd, you have voodoo, correct? Yes, I. So I, d- I did a little search while we were talking this just to see. It disappoints me how many, how few older shows are on yes. there. Because when we were talking about Bewitched, Ajahn Genie, uh, Dick Van Dyke, mm-hmm. etc. Like, even if you just wanted to go and purchase the Christmas episodes and make yourself a little playlist mm-hmm. on Voodoo, it disappoints me how few yeah. are actually on there. And that's been my one huge regret yeah. since going digital. Yeah. But- Versus hard copy. Yeah, well, I don't is- know about, uh,
1: about playlists, but a, a lot of those shows you can find on like um, the Roku channel, and so you can at least go individually. It's not you know it would be cool if you could just I, make a big playlist like you're talking, but at least there's right. that.
2: I love so. The, so this is also available on the Roku. That's the only. Sorry, I'm greedy, Jerry. <laughs> I'm greedy. I like to own them. <laughs> I I I do realize you could find a bunch of these on Hulu, like, yeah. but. It would be nice to just own them to know you right. have them.
1: They're like, yeah. You know right. what I mean? I know exactly <laughs> what you mean, yes. But
0: this <laughs> this particular episode of the of the Dick Van Dyke show is one of those that like I would just turn on just to watch, you know, and put a big smile on my face because it, it does have all that Christmas in it and it's just so much fun and entertaining. And I said there was not much of a plot because there's not, you know, like a A problem to resolve or anything it's just people out there being entertaining and you can just sit back and just you know laugh and you have the the music like we said is really great and we're wondering why these these songs aren't used more because they're so well done it's like it's it's like a it's like finding a hidden gem i feel like we found another hidden gem of of christmas nostalgia that needs uh to be brought to the forefront again
2: and I wish we got more of that nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like, I wish they'd bring back that old school variety type thing where even if you don't want like a standalone variety special, mm-hmm. like have a TV show around Christmas time, just do a one off, like completely disregard the plot and continuity for an mm-hmm. episode and just have a fun Christmas musical extravaganza, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I wish they did that more. Yeah.
0: They, <clears throat> I don't know why variety shows went from being the thing to it seems like nobody can do' them anymore I don't know if it's because the talent either the talent's so spe- specialized now, like we talked about you know the actors being so multifaceted that you're either you're just a singer or you're just an actor or you're just you know a comedian you it's hard to find someone who can cross all those boxes and be a part of all that or mm-hmm. or if it's just because it's become so
1: I think part of it also, and, and sorry to interrupt, oh, but I think fine. part of it also is that, uh, the style of writing has changed so much where, you know, back then you could have a lot of plots and things that, that you know, they, they kind of loosely made sense. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. looking at a lot of those older movies and stuff. And now, especially in movies and, and shows, everything is is tighter Mm-hmm. So there's more focus, um, there's more of a through line mm-hmm. a lot of times even when there's like an overall story arch over or story arc over um, several episodes, there's still you know there there's still it's more cohesive. And so I think just in general the whole writing style has changed. So that coupled with the fact like what you were talking about where there's not as many crossover type um, artists uh, it, and then the fact also that, we kind of stopped doing them for a while. Mm -hmm. And so now whenever someone tries to do it, it, it's almost like they don't really know how anymore Mm -hmm. because they just, (laughs) I think all that combos together, um, form your answer on why we don't get a lot more of those.
2: And I want to add a few of my theories to that too, Jerry, because I think you're hundred percent right. Um, one i don't think back in the day variety specials as often as it did them were the most well received Uh i mean judging from the fact that none of them have lasted Mm -hmm. right like they don't even show them like the old ones annually anymore but then also and somebody made this point on our show once i don't know if it was uh ron hogan or matt yurich but one of them did it now it's so much Holiday content at your fingertips with streaming and the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, at you know, forty-five Hallmark movies coming out a year, at least one big screen theatrical movie. Netflix putting out five a year. Mm-hmm. Like you, I don't feel like the general audience craves yes, big Christmas spectacular anymore when they have it at their fingertips whenever they want to watch mm-hmm. it, any time of year, not just the holiday season, and. I mean, they tried, right? They tried with Bill Murray's Mm -hmm. little variety thing on Netflix, which wasn't the most well-received by critics or fans. Mm -hmm. Uh, NBC tried John Legend and Percy Keegan's special Mm -hmm. this year, which you could argue, why choose them to do the special? Uh, But I don't think if they had chosen anyone, they could have chosen anyone, I think it wouldn't have done as well because I think the modern audience doesn't like or doesn't appreciate as much anymore, this over-the-top, corny, direct the camera like, ha-ha-ha, this is clearly a joke. Let me deliver it in this over-the-top way. Mm -hmm. I I just think times have changed a bit. You know what I mean? Uh
0: Well, let me put you guys on the spot. Let's say that they could pull off a great Christmas variety show. Mm. Who would you want to host it that could do that multifaceted acting... Singing, dancing, comedy.
2: Can can I pick a, like a duo or a
0: duo? Like a, a duo would work because you know duos were a thing.
2: I well, Amy Poehler and Tina Fey would be great hosting mm-hmm. one. But if you if you do like a whole special, grab the two of them, grab Steve Carell, grab this whole group of like This similar group of like
1: Jimmy Fallon.
2: They're similar sensibilities. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Fallon. So Saturday Night um, Live, you grab. Mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> Even the, well steve Carell wasn't on that right. but this guy can sing. Right. can sing if you look it up on youtube like he's very talented but like there's a certain group of actors that you could fit in that same mold a lot of them are snl some of them aren't but they've been in the mm-hmm. like chicago second city like, troops okay, or whatever yeah. as well so if you put those groups together i think they could have something yeah. really special there for sure
1: mm-hmm. yeah i'd agree with that i think it's it's we've moved on from like the big crooner cuz you know I mean you look yeah. at a lot of those back in the day you had the uh, you know Perry Como and Frank Sinatra mm-hmm. and Bing Crosby and uh, um uh, what's his name uh, Andy Williams like right. all these guys that had their own and it was like a big thing every year they they'd have their new one you know it was like uh, the new show and, and then their big Christmas show uh, mm-hmm. but we've kind of moved on from that style of singer you know where uh, it's not so much crooner you, you have to be able to sing and and put on a show um, in a different way, like with more um, lights and effects mm-hmm. and, and explosions and things like that. And, um, and I, I hate to say it because there's, are still so much better than I am, but even the singers nowadays don't quite have the same um, with a few exceptions, of course, but they still don't quite have the same talent that some of those did back in the day. Right. Uh, and so it's, it's like a whole thing where it's hard to just pick someone, at least for me, mm-hmm. because I, I don't know if there's anyone that really could fill that spot. That is a singer. I think it would need to be someone that is like, and Tony Bennett that can sing, you know, what's yeah. that? Tony Bennett. Maybe Tony ben- maybe. he's getting pretty
2: up there. Or, you know, who would have been good in his prime? Like if you did it in the nineties and he's not a sing- he's not a singer first, but I bet Regis Philbin could have hosted a good one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I bet he could have actually, I have a name for you guys. <laughs> And he he does sing. I think he's actually got an album out, if I remember correctly.
1: William Shatner? No, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> no,
0: and I know he can dance, and I know he can act, and he's pretty. F- How about uh, Robert Downey Jr.? He
2: has an album th- out. He has a Christmas album. Not a out? Christmas
0: album. I think he's got a regular album. I think.
2: I mean, he has the charisma to host one of these specials. Mm-hmm. I would have to see more of his singing and dancing before I sign on to that. Wasn't he in The Singing Detective?
0: Yeah, I think he, he was
2: in, remember that Muppet special I posted, that Muppet Christmas special I posted in the Tista podcast a few weeks ago? Yeah. Which, ooh, that was, that was a... That <laughs> well, was he was
0: on yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. He has like, an album. He was. 2004, was <laughs> the, an album called The Futurist.
1: Uh, hmm, that's funny. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, Maybe. Why do I get the feel? Uh, what's his name? Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> <laughs> and again, we no, just we're pick just, MCU, people, because that's all we know. MCU.
2: <laughs> uh, Kate Kate McKinnon and Maya Rudolph would host a pretty funny yeah. one. Yeah.
1: Maya uh, Rudolph. I uh, love Maya Rudolph. She's so amazing. And Kate McKinnon's always hilarious.
2: <laughs> you know what I would love to see? And it's not necessarily a variety special. Give me a one-off, like, hour-long Crossover Christmas event, Parks and Rec, Brooklyn Nine Nine, The Office. You mm-hmm. find out they're all set in the same world. There's some big Christmas thing where it, like brings a, like all these characters into the same <laughs> plot. Like, yeah. give me yeah, that. See, that would be see. Amazing. I thought
0: I thought about this is way off topic, <laughs> but I thought about the uh, Parks and Rec Office in the same universe. But the, the problem is is um, Rashida, Rashida Jones. Jones, and I had a thought of that. They're twins. they uh, twins, separated at birth.
2: Could, there you go. You know, some. Well, originally Parks and Rec was supposed to be a spinoff right. of The Office. They were originally planning it to be that before they made it its own thing. Oh, what, so what, I'm what? sure they could make what? it work if they wanted to. Right. But that would be How about a right? Ra- that would be pretty awesome.
0: How about Rain Wilson? He can sing, and
1: he can really. he would be interesting. I
0: mean, it might be a little bit more offbeat.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it depends on what style of variety show. Right. Are, we, are we talking something kind of like this, where it's literally just a bunch of acts, or are we yeah. talking more of like the Andy Williams specials, mm. where it's, you know, he's like the anchor and like the linchpin of like the whole thing? If you do an Andy Williams type special,
2: I would say based on the chemistry they had on her album this year, get Jimmy Fallon and Dolly Parton. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Cool. yeah. That'd be cool.
2: That would
0: I be could great.
1: See, I could totally dig that. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's final answer. Uh, the correct answer is Jimmy Fallon and Dolly Parton. So, I win! Yeah, Anthony, you win. So Nope. Finally, it's
2: about time I win something on this
0: show. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, I appreciate you guys joining me for this uh, episode of uh, Christmas Clatter. Um, do you have any final thoughts on uh, Dick this episode? Uh, particular episode of dick van dyke show i know we've kind of covered it thoroughly there's not a lot to cover but uh will you watch it again on purpose
1: definitely
2: i think i think i will definitely put this on end of november beginning of december this year and make it part of my uh christmas rotation and i think i'm going to steal your idea too todd and kind of go through comb through all these older shows Mm -hmm. i loved and you know make it a point to watch their christmas episodes uh near the holiday season this year
1: yeah, that that Newhart one is legit, terrific. Yeah, Newhart,
0: I've, I've probably watched it four or five times since we done that so episode. Good. I laugh. I mean, like I've I never would, seen it before. Yeah.
2: I mean, I definitely am looking forward to digging into some Bewitched Christmas episodes yeah. because they, anybody who's married could probably relate yeah, to Darren and Endora. Yeah. So they, uh, put them put them in the holidays. I'm sure there are some gems they, back in that special.
0: They uh, <laughs> they have three or four Christmas episodes for that whole series. So Yeah,
2: they definitely they have mm-hmm. a few. So
0: well guys, thanks again for joining me. Anthony, tell us where we can find you and Tis the Podcast at.
2: Uh you can visit tizthepodcast.com uh where you'll find every episode we have. Uh you can find our, you know, our episodes drop anywhere you can find anywhere you find podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, etc. Uh, but if you buy us on social you can find (laughs) you can find us on social media you go to tizpodcast.com slash facebook facebook group which is very active and you'll see todd and jerry and other christmas podcast hosts interacting there a lot as well and plugging their stuff it's really become like a little hub for the christmas community which is awesome um twitter instagram we're reddit we're all over the place yeah and if you're listening to this uh we also just launched a new segment of the show where uh we're dropping two episodes a week a regular monday episode discussing movies tv shows christmas movies tv shows television episodes but also thursday episodes where we're dropping a chapter a week of a christmas book that i wrote which i'm excited to put out there for y'all to read and uh you know, me, Tom, and Julia, we're each reading a chapter. Jerry and Todd have signed on to read chapters. A bunch of other Christmas podcast hosts, listeners on our social media pages. I think it's going to be something special. And um, it's counting down to Christmas 2021. So I think the last chapter is scheduled to drop the 23rd of December. So counting right down to the big day. So check it out. I'm really proud of it. So
0: Awesome. Awesome. Jerry, tell us where we can find you and Totally red Christmas.
1: Sure. Yeah. So, uh, totally rad Christmas is, of course, all about Christmas in the '80s, and um, I have a website, though I never actually did anything with it. So, don't go there. But you can <laughs> find me on <laughs> you can find me on social media, uh, Facebook and Instagram, on uh, totally rad Christmas, and on Twitter at rad Christmas. And um, of course, you can listen to it. Just like Anthony's, any place you can find podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, <laughs> etc. Okay, et <cetera. laughs> I'll stop right there. Uh, but uh, any place you can find podcasts, um, and uh, got some exciting things coming up. I because of I broke my wrist and with rehab and um, just trying to get through the the holidays. I ended up it was even though it was supposed to be weekly, we kind of backed off a little bit. But we have a crazy, mega, huge. Um, two hour episode where we kind of count down our best films with Robert Nicholas from behind the bells, uh, coming up on, on Candlemas, February 2nd, and then season two starts after that. So we'll be getting back into it. Um, but it was, it was a nice little break because, uh, I got to work on my hand. So hope you enjoy and sorry about making you wait.
0: <laughs> oh, it'll, be, it'll be worth the wait. I'm sure. Thank you guys so much for joining us. For those listening, all the links to Jerry and to Anthony and their podcasts will be in the show notes so you'll just be a tap tap away and uh thanks guys
2: taparoo thanks todd <laughs> thank you
0: thanks for joining me here on christmas clatter be sure to check out our website christmasclatter.com email me at todd at christmasclatter.com Christmas Clatter is a proud presentation of the Christmas Podcast Network. And remember, keep Christmas hope alive every day.
2: Batman smells, Robin laid an egg. The Batmobile lost its will and the Joker got away.